0: This time, I would like to invite all the little ones to go to children in worship. So, kids, you are dismissed. Todos los niños pueden salir en este momento a sus clases. Good morning, one and all. Buenos uh, dias a todos. I'm Russ Siders, and it's my privilege to be a part of this family Sunrise Community Church. Mi nombre es Russ Siders. Es un privilegio ser parte de esta familia, Comunidad Amanecer. And if you're here for the first time today, we want you to know that we're glad you're here and that you will Be welcomed, that you'll be received in a way that encourages you. Uh, If we can be of encouragement to you on the worship brochure, there's a little place where you can uh, just, uh, you know, let us know that you are here. Um, Any need or prayer request you may have, you can leave it on your seat. That little card is uh, detachable. En el boletín hay una tarjetita que se puede llenar y, y desprender del boletín y dejar en tu sillón para que estemos en comunicación also want to make you aware that we have Bibles uh, there in the back. And uh, if you need a Bible to look at right now, you are welcome to do so as we're entering into a time of looking at God's Word. Las Biblias están detrás, que pueden usar también. Our scripture reading this morning is taken from the prophet Amos, Amos chapter 8. And we're going to read just a small portion, verses 11 through 14. La lectura es de Amos, capítulo 8, versículos 11 al 14. Those page numbers uh, will indicate how you get there if you're using those Bibles from the back. las Biblias de atrás, la página indica donde está el texto. We're in the series here talking about really uh, listening in order to become different. La serie es escuchar para ser diferentes. And so this morning, uh, and, and actually over the last couple of weeks, what I've been encouraging you to do in your own daily time with God, I've been encouraging you to take a minute of silence, to be still before the Lord, and then to listen, not just read, but to listen to a portion of God's Word. And many of us are on a journey to read the Bible in two years by taking time every day uh, to do that. instando sacar un minuto de silencio antes de escuchar una porción de la palabra de Dios y hacer eso a diario. And so I'd like to model that for us right now as we read this scripture. I'm going to invite you with me just to pause for one minute and I'll I'll keep track of that time so I won't go over Uh, but we're going to take one minute to be still before the Lord and open up our hearts to then listen to the scripture which I'll read first in Spanish and then in English. Vamos a sacar un minuto de silencio ante el Señor, después voy a leer en, en español y luego en inglés. So let's quiet our hearts before God. Vamos a estar quietos ante el Señor. Amós capítulo 8 versículo 11 vienen días afirma el señor omnipotente en que enviaré hambre al país no será hambre de pan ni sed de agua sino hambre de oír las palabras del señor la gente vagará sin rumbo de mar a mar (coughs) andarán errantes del norte al este buscando la palabra del señor pero no la encontrarán En aquel día se desmayarán de sed las jóvenes hermosas y los jóvenes fuertes, y caerán para no levantarse jamás los que juran por la culpa de Samaria, los que dicen, por la vida de tu Dios, Odán, por la vida de tu Dios, verseba. The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young women and strong young men will faint because of thirst. They who swear by the shame of Samaria or say, As surely as your God lives, O Dan, or as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall, never to rise again. So they call them preppers. Sono sobrevivistas. Maybe you've heard of them. Preppers, as the name implies, the 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 goal of preppers is to be prepared. They want to be prepared for any kind of disaster you can think of. Quieren estar preparado por los desastres de forma humana o natural. Any type of disaster. Natural disaster, human disaster. I mean, you name it, there's disasters out there to be prepared for. Earthquakes and tornadoes and floods and now volcanic eruptions, terremotos, erupciones volcanicas. And of course, there are human disasters. There's economic collapse. There's political collapse. There's collapse of the electrical grid. And the list goes on. I I. Derrum- político económico la interrupción del sistema eléctrico and so preppers want to be ready for any of that and so part of the strategy a big part of the strategy for preppers is to store up lots of food and water we're talking months and months worth quieren almena- almacenar comida y agua para estar preparados why porque well Whenever there is some sort of social breakdown, one of the first things that is going to be affected, believe it or not, is the food supply. Cuando hay un desglose social, se, se le afecta la administración de comida. And where you have a, a food supply that's interrupted, you're going to have looting, rioting, violence chaos, you're going to have all kinds of problems, donde hay problemas con la comida, va a haber alborotos y violencia y caos, and so uh, they stock up on food, and, and where you have violence and chaos, you also have another need, you have a need for weapons to be protected, I que tener armas también, so you got to stock up on that, and then you need blankets, and then you need matches, and you need all kinds of stuff, que tener fósforos y armas y todas las cosas, and, and so preppers are into this, and this has become, folks, I don't know if you realize this, this is a big industry, keeping preppers supplied with the things that they need, it is a multi, I looked it up, multi-billion dollar industry, es un mercado de millones y millones de dólares, after all, where you have fear of a lack of food and a fear of a lack of water, you know what you have, you have an opportunity to make money, donde hay temor de, de falta de comida y agua, hay oportunidad para ganar un poco de dinero. Now, you may think, as I've just described this, that preppers are a bit crazy You may think the opposite. You may think that preppers are actually pretty wise people. Well, I'm not here to debate that point with you today. You may, have, you may be a prepper, so I'm not trying to put you down, OK? But uh, can I come over for dinner later? Uh, just no, just kidding. Uh, the point is this: this morning I believe that in God's word we learn about another kind of disaster that we need to think about and that we need to be ready for. Tenemos que prepararnos para otro desastre según la palabra de Dios. It's found here in Amos chapter 8, the scripture we've just read. It's not a disaster that has to do so much with the lack of food or the lack of water, but it has to do with another lack, a lack of God's word. Tiene que ver no con falta de comida o agua, sino de la palabra Dios. Now, I want to set up the scene for us just a little bit here. <clears throat> In Amos chapter 8, at the beginning of the chapter, <clears throat> excuse me, God shows to Amos a vision, uh, so to speak. He shows him a vision of a basket full of ripe fruit. Dios le muestra a Amos en capítulo una visión de una canasta de fruta madura. And this is kind of a word picture for God's message to Amos. He says, here's the deal. The time for the disaster of Israel is ripe. Israel va a caer como fruta madura. Now Amos is speaking to the northern of the divided kingdoms. He's speaking to the northern kingdom of, of Israel at a time just before the year 622 B.C. Hablamos a Israel en el norte antes de And that's important because you see in 622 BC, disaster hit the northern kingdom of Israel. That's the year that the Assyrian army invaded from the north and they basically came in and dismantled the whole country. And 622 A.C., invadieron los Assyrios y desuellaron el país. And so he's just a few years before that. And God shows this vision to Amos. He says, The time is ripe, disaster's at hand. Israel va a caer como fruta madura. Why? Por qué? Well, if we look a little bit at verses 4 and 5 you begin to get a description of the problem here the problem basically in the in the society of that time of Israel is that the the haves are trampling on the have-nots the powerful the the religiously powerful the economic powerful people are exploiting and they're basically uh, uh, cheating the poor, los que tienen medios, están atropellando, explotando a los pobres. In fact, verse 5, it talks about how these people can't wait for church to let out. They can't wait for the Sabbath to be done so that they can rush out of the synagogue, can rush out of the temple or wherever it is they're worshiping, and they can get out back to the streets and using Dishonest scales, they can't wait to, to stuff their bags of wheat with all kinds of junk and filler so that they're only selling a half a bag of wheat instead of a whole one. They can't wait to, to jack up the prices on people and skimp on the quantities. They can't wait to do that. No pueden esperar tampoco subir los precios. So they're taking advantage of the lower class, and there's, there's basically cheating going on, and there's hypocrisy. Es hipocresía. But that's not the only problem. That's just one set of problems. If we look at it deeper, we realize that in addition to dishonesty and hypocrisy, the people have a lust for idolatry, idolatría. Verse 14, uh, which we read, describes the young men and the young women that swear by the shame of Samaria, los que juran por la culpa de Samaria. That, it is believed, is a reference, the sin or the shame of Samaria is a reference to this huge statue of the goddess Asherah, who was uh, located in the capital, uh, the capital city of Samaria, the capital of the northern kingdom. Los que juran por Samaria, se, juran por una estatua de la diosa, Asera uh, en la capital de Samaria. Uh, those who swear by Dan, they say, as surely as your God lives, O Dan. They're referring to a golden calf idol that was one of two of them in Israel. It was located in the city of Dan, and people had come from miles around to worship this golden calf idol. And then Beersheba another city, was another place where people flocked for all kinds of idol worship. en Beersheba también adoraban a ídolos. So. Put this all together and you begin to get the picture of what's going on in this society. There is a, a, a cheating, there's putting on a religious facade and then there's the worship of false gods. Están, son estafadores, tienen una fachada religiosa y a ídolos. The place is ripe for judgment. Está por caerse en el juicio. And what will be then the result of Israel's rebellion here? ¿Cuál va ser el de esta We come to verse 11, versículo 11. The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine... Of hearing the words of the Lord. Vienen días, afirma el Señor Omnipotente, que enviaré hambre a país. No será hambre de pan ni se de agua, sino hambre de oír las palabras del Señor. There's going to be a famine, God's saying. Va a haber un hambre. But before you start stocking up on MREs, meals ready to eat, and before you get those water purification tablets out, and before you go and get your batteries and all that stuff for this famine, you need to understand, God is saying through Amos, what kind of famine this is. que comprender que tipo de hambre es. This is not your typical famine. This is a famine, a hunger for hearing the words of the Lord. Es un hambre de huir las palabras del Señor. There's going to be a drought. There's going to be a drought in which God will not be speaking to you. a que Dios no les habla. God's going to stop talking. But if that mattered, it, it, you, know, you know what, it, you'd be upset. But you're not listening anyway, so it doesn't matter. They're not listening, so if you're not listening, I'm not going to talk, God says. Ustedes no escuchan, yo no voy a hablar. Now we know from Scripture God's always talking, isn't He? The heavens declare the glory of God. Day after day they pour out speech, says the Psalms. Los cielos declaran el reino de Dios, la gloria de Dios, siempre están hablando. God's always speaking. But God's not going to speak the way he's been speaking. And the people will be left to survive on their own. Tendrán que sobrevivir ellos solos sin la palabra de Dios. Now, remember what I said before. When you have a, a disruption of the food supply and the water supply, what do you have? You have problems, right? You have violence, root looting, chaos, fear. Cuando no hay comida, y agua, hay agua, hay problemas, alborotos, caos, etc. When you have a disruption in the supply of words from God, you have all of that, Amos is saying, and you have more. Cuando hay falta de palabras de Dios, hay más problemas. When there is a lack of a hearing of God's words, words you're going to have the walking dead you're going to have the zombie apocalypse that's what you're going to have you're going to have people wandering around not knowing why they are there or what they are looking for a tener los muertos vivientes la zombie listen to verse 12 versículo 12 men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east searching for the word of the Lord but they will not find it. La gente vagará sin rumbo de mar a mar. Andarán errantes del norte del este, buscando la palabra del Señor pero no la encontrarán. You get this picture, right? Of just people walking about and they're looking for something and they don't even know what they're looking for and if they find it they're not even going to know they find it. They're looking for the word of the Lord. But when God speaks, oh no, that's not it. Están errando, buscando la palabra del Señor. The picture here, if you think about it, it says, a wander from sea to sea. To sea. If you get a map of the Holy Land, we've got one up here. Sea to sea refers to the Dead Sea in the south, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. He says they'll wander from sea to sea, from the Dead Sea to the Mediterranean, and then they'll wander from north to east. That's the top of the map. North going to the right is east. In other words, they're gonna go all around, everywhere you go, and there will not be a word from the Lord, and the people are gonna be hungry for God to, to speak. de que Dios les hable. Wandering in circles without God's word. You know, this is a lesson, the people of Israel should have learned centuries before. Hubieran aprendido esto hace siglos. In fact, they did learn this lesson centuries before. If you'll turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomio 8, there we find words of Moses that he speaks to the people basically after they've spent 40 years wandering in the desert. He speaks to them before they go into the promised land. Moisés les habla antes de ir pueblo la tierra prometida Después de vagar 40 años en el desierto. In verse 2 he says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert 40 years. Recuerda que durante 40 años el Señor tu Dios te llevó por todo el camino del desierto. God's led you through the desert. You went around in circles. We showed that I think a week or two ago, how the people were going in circles. And then listen to verse 3. He humbled you. Causing you to hunger and then feeding you. He caused you to hunger and then he fed you with what? With manna. Bread from heaven. Te hizo pasar hambre, pero luego te alimentó con maná, pan del cielo. And why did God make the people hungry and then give them bread from heaven? What was the lesson there? ¿Cuál era la lección de darles pan del cielo? He did this, it says, to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Con lo que te enseñó, no solo de pan vive el hombre, sino de todo lo que sale de la boca del Señor. God established for the people back then, way back then. You need my word more than you need your daily bread. You need my promises more than you need a plate full of food. Necesitas mis palabras más que tu pan diario. In fact, I'm going to show you the connection. Between my word and your sustenance, every day I'm going to rain down bread from heaven. There's a lesson there. The people of Israel forgot. Se les olvidó esta lección. It's a lesson that I think we need to heed in our own day and age. Do we really understand what it would be like to have a society where God does not speak? Where God's word is not present? ¿Comprendemos cómo sería tener una sociedad sin la palabra de Dios? I don't know if we really understand that. But we might be on the cusp of experiencing that. I can remember back in, in the late 80s, over 30 years ago, I was uh, just out of college. Me acuerdo en los de salir de la There was a time uh, just before, remember in the early 90s, the eastern Bloc countries opened up and the iron curtain fell, la cortina de hierro se cayó en los 90, Just a few years before that, uh, 86, 87, in that time frame, I can remember, I got involved in a ministry where what we did was they would send us very thin paper portions of scripture and we were to stick them in an envelope and address them to people in iron block countries behind the iron uh, curtain and I uh, I was sending scripture into Eastern Europe. It was an exciting ministry for me. Fue un ministerio muy animante. Yo pude uh, uh, enviar porciones de la palabra de Dios a estos países. I remember sending, like, Paul's letter to the Colossians or Romans or the Gospel of John. And I put it in an envelope and I'd address it to, who knows, someone Petrovich or whatever. And I'm sending it to Czechoslovakia or to Hungary or to Romania. Yo enviaba cartas a, a Czechoslovakia, Romania, Hungría. And I never know what came of that, but this much I know that in a country where God's word is present, you don't need to do that. They did not have God's word, and they were hungering, and they were dying, and they were looking for something, anything. The church needed the word of God. Do you understand what we have? Ellos estaban hambrientos de la palabra de Dios. You see, I think, and I think we need to pay attention, conditions in our time, in our day and age, are ripe for disaster. Las cosas están maduras para caer en en juicio. Now, I don't know. I'm not the prophet, Amos. I'm not a prophet. I don't think you have to be a prophet these days to look at what's going on in our culture and to say, you know what, something's bubbling up, something's brewing, and what's being left out? The word of God Algo está pasando Pero la palabra de Dios No está presente We have food We have water We have all kinds of luxuries We have technology But we're being eaten alive By the isms of our day Nos están devorando los ismos De hoy en día What do I mean by isms? Well materialism individualism racism scientism atheism that you know idealism all those isms materialismo individualismo cientismo and ism by that i mean something that our society has taken and elevated to the place of god Algo elevado al lugar de Dios. You think there's no more idolatry today? Think again. Idolatría por todas partes. And so, materialism. What is materialism? Material is mm, divine. That's materialism. El material es divino. Individualism. The individual, what I want is mm, divine. And I'm going to go after that. El individuo es divino. Scientism. What's that? You maybe never heard of scientism. Science. It brings us so much technology and medicine and all these good things that we have from science. But put that up to to the level of God and science is mm, divine. You've got scientism. La ciencia se eleva And the list goes on and on and on. Idealism. Idealismo. My political ideal is mm, divine. That means you're the enemy and I'm coming after you. And we're divided. And what's the course that we're taking? Well, it's atheism. Having no God is my God. El no tener un Dios es mi Dios. Atheism. No God is divine. And we're beaten, eaten up by this stuff. Esto nos está devorando. But God has not left us without an option. God has spoken. Can we hear? Dios nos ha hablado. And in fact, in Hebrews Chapter 1, we get a picture of how God has spoken. I want you to turn to Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, Hebrews 1, 1, 3. It says, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. Oh, there it is, Amos. At many times and in various ways, God was speaking all over the place. Dios que muchas veces y de varias maneras habló a nuestros antepasados en otras épocas por medio de los profetas como Amos. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. That's Jesus Christ. estos días finales nos ha hablado por medio de su hijo Jesús. A este lo designó heredero de todo y por medio de él hizo el universo. The son, Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being doing what? Sustaining all things by his powerful word. El Hijo Jesús es el resplendor de la gloria de Dios, la fiel imagen de lo que es poderosa, uh, la fiel imagen de lo que él es y el que sostiene todas las cosas con su palabra poderosa. Jesus, the Son, is the word of God become flesh. Jesús es el verbo y hecho hombre. God has spoken to end the famine. He's spoken to end the famine of sin, of hell, of Satan, of death. Hablado para terminar la sequía, el hambre de Satanás, el infierno, la muerte. And the word he has spoken is Jesus. The Word of God in the flesh. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the bread from heaven. He's the manna. He's the bread of life. I said, el manal el pan del cielo. He is the living water. That if you drink of that water, you're never ever ever going to be thirsty again. He sustains all things by his powerful word. He nourishes us to life eternal. He sostiene todas las cosas. Él es el agua viviente. And so here's the challenge for you and me, for all of us as God's people. The challenge is for us to lose our appetite for the isms of our world and to gain and develop a healthy appetite for Jesus who is mm, divine. That's where we go. Tenemos que perder el apetito de las cosas del mundo de los ismos y tener apetito de Jesús quien es divino. How do we gain an appetite for Jesus? It's what we've been talking about. By listening to be different. Hay que escuchar para ser diferentes. That's why we've been talking and, and practicing that minute of silence followed by listening to the word of God. Because Jesus Christ Speaks and sustains us by his powerful word. Por eso sacamos un minuto de silencio y después escuchamos la palabra de Dios. That's our daily bread. You want a weapon to to protect yourself against the chaos of the world? Try the sword of the spirit. There's a weapon. Es nuestra arma, la espada del Espíritu Santo. So we listen in order to develop an appetite for Jesus, the Word of God. But here's the other way. We come to this table today, the Lord's Supper. Venimos a esta mesa. And here, what do we find? We find the Word of God presented to us through this means of grace. La palabra de Dios se nos presenta. In the bread. We are pointed to Jesus, the bread of life, the bread from heaven who came down and sacrificed his body for you and for me. And he nourishes us with that bread. He sustains us. El pan nos señala Jesús, el manal pan de cielo, que dio su cuerpo por nosotros. Through the cup, we're pointed to Jesus' blood shed upon the cross. To connect us to the ever-flowing presence of His Holy Spirit, again nourishing us, sustaining us. La sangre, la la copa nos conecta con la sangre de Cristo derramada para pagar nuestros pecados y para sostenernos. And the invitation is to come, come here, vengan. Es la la invitación. The invitation is. Open up. Just as we are going to open our mouths in a few minutes to put in the bread and open our mouths to, to take in Jesus. Take in the blood, I mean. We have the invitation to open up our lives to Jesus by faith. Como abrimos la boca para el pan y la copa, abrimos nuestro ser a Jesús. It's what Cody was talking about. We turn away from what will not nourish us and we open up and receive what will the word became flesh Jesus dejamos las cosas que no nos alimentan para recibir a Jesús quien nos alimenta and then we're called to be preppers somos sobrevivistas not the kind of prepper I'm talking about but God calls us, I think He invites us to store up His Word in our hearts. So we're never without a Word. Queremos almacenar la palabra de Dios. And so that's part of my invitation as you come to the Lord's table today. My other invitation is that this week you would store up in your heart that verse we talked about from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Vamos a memorizar esta semana, almacenar este versículo. I want to invite you to read it out loud with me. We'll read it in English and in Spanish. Vamos a leerlo en voz alta. Let's read. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. No solo de pan vive el hombre, sino de todo lo que sale de la boca del Señor. Let's gain an appetite for God's word. Tengamos un apetito de la palabra de Dios. God's word is Jesus, and Jesus is mm, divine. Jesus es divino. Let's pray. Vamos a orar. Lord Jesus. You have entered into the desert of this world that is broken by sin and by human rebellion. Has entrado en el desierto de este mundo quebrantado, Señor Jesús. And we are so grateful this morning As our elder Cody reminded us, we are not worthy to come here. No somos dignos de venir a tu mesa. But we do want to share in this meal in a worthy manner. Sin embargo, queremos participar de esta mesa de una forma digna. And we do that by recognizing our sin, our own hypocrisy and idolatry, and we confess it before you. Confesamos nuestra hipocresía e idolatría. We confess the ways that we have cheated other people. Confesamos que hemos estafado a las otras personas. And we recognize that we are unworthy, and also in that we recognize that you are worthy, Jesus. You alone are worthy of our faith, our devotion because you alone have provided payment for sin you alone have sacrificed your body and blood for us reconocemos que solo tu nos puedes proveer de lo que necesitamos del sacrificio de tu cuerpo de tu sangre en la cruz so we receive with thankfulness this gift it is a gift es un regalo que recibimos con gracias con gratitud help us now to share in this time in a way that would honor you and bless other people. podamos participar de forma que te honre y que bendiga los demás. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.